0: Welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. I am your host, George Evian, and we have made our way almost through. I say this for the last number of episodes we have, we have almost made it through our first big series that we've put together with uh, Dead 3 Coaching and Leadership Development. And the series that we have put together is really simple it's about empowered teams, how to build empowered teams, what empowered teams look like, so the values, the standards. Um, that empowered teams have and they're accountable to. And we've made our way through now seven of them, I believe. So we've gone through encouragement, mindset, purpose, ownership, winning, um, execution, results. And we've got two left. And the one that we are hitting on today is empathy. Empathy. That we need to be able to have as team members, as team leaders and as teammates to one another uh, to have an empowered team to really get what we want. Now, we've all got to understand as we do this, and as you, if you've made it this far, if you listen to our podcast and our numbers are going up and the analytics are great, and and so I know people have been listening and are engaged with this. um, We're gonna have all this information all wrapped up in a a box and a package for you where you can go and get all this information plus a whole lot more. When it comes, to when we are done with the empowered uh, building an empowered team, when this when this uh, series is done, we're going to package it up for you, and you'll be able to go get it uh, in a much simpler format. But you obviously do have it here as well, in terms of just a podcast that we release every Monday morning around six or seven a.m. Central Time, so you can obviously listen to it. But if you want all the other content, this supplementary content that goes along with this package. Um, please stay tuned for all that. It'll be here shortly, but I really appreciate all the support, you know, all the stuff that we're doing on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and, um, uh, you know, our own website, somebody, I went out to dinner last night with a, a friend of mine and we talked about dead three coaching and leadership, what it is, what we're really trying to do, trying to build a community of coaches and leaders and mentors and business owners and CEOs and team leaders whatever. We're all leaders. We're all leaders. And we're all, I want to put together as much content. So when you think of, of leadership and coaching and team building and personal development, where you can go get some content and build and be around a a community of people that are as passionate about that information for yourself, for your teams, for your products, for your business, that would, that dead three coaching and leadership development would be that place. So We have moved on. So again, encouragement and mindset and purpose and ownership and winning and execution and results and now empathy and the last one will be decision-making. That will probably be next week. So we're going to jump right into empathy. You know, as actually I was at my friend last night, like I mentioned, we were sitting around talking about building empowered teams, the things we talk about when we're just out with friends, right? And I mentioned to him that we were moving on to empathy and he kind of leaned back and said, I like that one. And this is the one that is actually kind of the hardest for me. Um, I think I'm good at it. I think I'm aware of it. I think I, uh, uh, you know, try to put myself in other people's shoes and perspectives and point of view, but speaking to it and having it be a pillar and having it be a value. But the more I researched at what an empowered team is, this continued to kind of bubble up and, and this idea bubbled up, but empathy Empathy involves this. Like I want to go through my notes here and read this for you. Empathy involves understanding and considering the emotions, the needs, and the perspectives of everybody else on your team. You want to build an empowered team? We've talked about encouragement. We've talked about a mindset, a, mindset, a development mindset. We've talked about your purpose and your vision and your goals. And we've talked about your processes and systems in place to achieve those goals. But all of that really revolves around, Hey, we've got to work together in order to build an empowered team, to get the results and to execute on a game plan, pillars six and seven, then we've got to know how to work together. How do we work together? We communicate, we trust, we have an empathy and an understanding of one another. So if we're building an elite team an elite organization, Sales, school, athletics, software, whatever it is. I need to be able to understand and consider. It's not just I understand. It's not just that I would understand and know. But it's that I would consider. The emotions, the needs, and the perspective of others. Empathy. An empowered team values empathy as it promotes these things, promotes this. I'm reading from my notes here. An empowered team will value empathy. In a, in a, in a, in, I'm sorry. An empowered team values empathy as it promotes strong relationships, effective communication, and conflict resolution. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to get into this a little bit more. Maybe this will be longer than a, a one- part session on empathy. But the more I research this and really try to understand and how to speak to how to build an empowered team, empathy comes up, obviously communication, strong relationships, but here are the the buzzwords and the terms that are top of mind in my studying. Trust, communication, accountability, standards, conflict. And I'm going to tell you right now, the hardest thing for me to be an empowered team is conflict. It just like, as I'm reading this book called The Advantage, I've mentioned it in other episodes. This gentleman that writes it is one of the best leadership guys around. He wrote The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. His name's Patrick Lenconi. I hope I'm saying that right. And he's got this book called The Advantage. And he is very upfront that I don't remember exactly. It's accountability. One of his pillars on his pyramid, one of the lines on his pyramid, is accountability. And he just is flat out. He's like, "I'm not great at this. I'm not great at this. I'm not great at conflict." Makes me a little uncomfortable. This is where that I get better at. Many years ago in the athletic world. Now I'm I. I can get after people like in the athletic world. I can challenge people because we know our standards. We know our values. We know our goals. We know our mission and vision. We know what we're trying to achieve. And if you don't get to that, I'm not afraid to get in you a little bit. Professional world, a little harder. Personal world, harder. This uh, This book has a great insight into conflict resolution and accountability to standards and values because at some point you're going after behavior and not issues. And deliverables and metrics. There's two ways to look at it. Hey, man, you're not delivering, man. You haven't had a sale in two weeks and your sales numbers are down and we've got to do X, Y, and Z. And then there's another thing of, man, your behavior, your habits, your language, your body language. Those are two different things to have a conflict and have a conversation about. But an empowered team is going to be very empathetic. They are going to build strong relationships. They're going to have effective an elite level communication and trust built around trust. And they're going to be elite. But this happened. I, I cut myself short on the story I was doing in the athletic world. We were doing some training and there were four of us that did training for well over a year here locally in the St. Louis area for well over a year, the four of us, three to four nights a week, we would be working with young athletes all the way from third graders or whatever it would be all the way up to, college kids. And the, and, and I was a leader. All four of us were leaders in this, all four of us. And there was one person that was the main leader, friend of mine. And the, the other, one of the other trainers and him got into an argument after workouts. So I think the gym may have been empty and this impacted me to the point, 10 years later, I still remember it when thinking about this stuff. They looked at each other and they were going back and forth, so much so that I started to get a little uncomfortable. Two great, two great people, two great trainers, two great leaders, two great athletes. And they were going at each other. And the the gentleman, my they were both my friends, but but one of them that was the leader of the group looked at the other guy and said, I'm not uncomfortable having this conversation. And said it really loud with. Aggressive tone. I'm not uncomfortable with this. You might be, I'm not. And I was sitting there on the outskirts of this day and I'm uncomfortable and I shouldn't be. Here's the foundation of conflict, trust. We've got to be, and this book, The Advantage goes through so many failed companies, failed consulting engagements where, because they wouldn't, because they were afraid of conflict, the team, the company, the product would fold. Or they would go under. Something bad would happen. Can't be afraid of it. So how do you, but you've got to have that layer of trust. So conflict resolution. How can we build all of that through empathy? And it really comes back to understanding and considering the emotions and the needs. This happened this week. This happened this week. I probably, not probably, let's not even say that. I did a bad job in a meeting this week. And because of that, some people felt disrespected. Let's say it that way. Let's just be honest about that. I don't think anything happened in that meeting that should have called for that, that I did that. It's not my intent. It's not my heart. It's not what I try to do, blah, blah, whatever it is. That's not me. But that is how they felt. And if you're building an empowered team, if you're building an elite team, you got to have trust. You got to have accountability. You need to have standards. You need to have ways of working and where we're going and vision and goals and all this stuff. And you need to have empathy for one another. So when things go off the rails and people feel a certain way, you got to own it. Like, hey, that's not my what I intended to have happen. I did not mean you. Feel like, I'm sorry that. This happened. I'm sorry that empty involves understanding and considering the emotions, the feelings, the needs, the perspective of others. If you don't have that, if you don't understand and don't consider the emotions, the feelings, the needs, and the perspectives of others, what kind of team are you going to have? What kind of team will you have if you can't do that? What kind of family? What kind of spouse are you? If you never considered the emotions, the needs, the perspectives of your family members, your spouse. And you have, you have no empathy for what I'm going through, what I'm dealing with and what, how, what you're saying and how that impacts me. But we've got to build relationships through commu- with communication. We've got to build relationships and trust and have this layer of trust so that we can have conflict resolution because all of that is going to foster a supportive environment every team member that you have on your team, on an empowered team that you're trying to build to be the best they can be are going to feel like they're heard and they're understood. Heard and understood. This is probably a really bad example, but I like it. My wife didn't believe it. And she wanted to know where I got it from. I'm watching that show on Hulu called um, the bear. And I love it because it's, a cooking show. I I like cooking shows. It's not about cooking, but it's about this gentleman that has taken over a restaurant. It's a really bad restaurant in Chicago and they just make sandwiches, roast beef sandwiches. And he's got to turn and he is a culinary expert, you know, James Beard award guy, fine dining, his brother died and he goes and takes over his brother's sandwich shop because his brother died and he wants to make it the best he can. So he's building this team up, right? There's a lot of leadership lessons in there. There's a lot of team building lessons in there. One is empathy. But what they do, and I don't know if they do this. I've just seen it here and I found it interesting. And it's, this isn't that earth shattering. But anytime somebody says something in a restaurant, this is my understanding from this show, it may not be all of them, but people say heard. Hey, do this, do this, do this. Heard, heard, heard heard making sure that you're everybody everybody is heard making sure everybody is understood making sure that there's no slippage in in results and outcomes and the execution making sure that your perspective your voice where you're at your progress is heard right and it's not the best example but had never heard a restaurant where everybody was like saying and communicating and understood and everybody was aware everybody was listening and everybody was sitting there going i hear you i hear what you're saying heard heard so that rolls us into and we finally have made it through some of this but we've got to go through these five things and the first one is just like that it's active listening how can you build an empathetic and, and have that be a strength and a pillar on your team. If you could sit back and say, man, tell me why you all are so good. You are the best team I've ever seen. You are the best team in this company. And I need to know what the secret sauce is. What is, what is the, f- we've got standards. We've got nine pillars that we work off of that we hold each other accountable to. Nine may seem like a lot, but I know that we encourage one another. I know that we've got a mindset of growth, development, and competitiveness. I know that we own everything that is going on here, good and bad, inside the team, outside the team. I know that we understand our purpose and why this is important and who it impacts. I understand my role and my contribution and my significance in it. I know that we're going to win and we're going to have winning habits, winning routines, winning process. And we're going to be accountable to that, those winning systems and our winning mindset and our winning competitiveness. I know that we're going to execute on all the game plans that we lay out for one another. That there is always a plan. It's a daily plan, a weekly plan, a two-week plan, a five, a, a sprint PI, quarters if you're in sale, whatever it is. And I know that we hold each other accountable to it. I know that we grow, develop, compete with one another. And I know that we're going to execute on that plan. And I know that we're going to get the results. And more than anything, man, we're just empathetic to one another. I understand and I consider the emotions, the feelings, the need, the perspectives, the point of view, the opinions of every member on my team. We trust one another. We care for one another. And as this book says that you don't want to say, we love one another. We're family. We've been around each other for a long time. And that's what we—that's why we're great. And we're active listening. We listen to one another. Everybody is heard. But we've got to hold up. Stop. Let's get it right. Let's not always have to be right. Let's make sure that so-and-so has a voice here so they're heard. If people have a voice, if they are giving a perspective, their point of view, their ideas, their strategies, their tactics, that may be off point from other people, they're going to be more bought in on on the, the final results, the final game plan, because they were heard. We've got to have active, we've got to listen to one another. We've got to understand that it's always like not only words, but like we say this and we don't say it too much in the professional world, but it's everybody sees it in the business world, but we definitely talk about it in the athletic world. We don't say too much in the business world about this, but your body language, the nonverbal cues. Pay attention. So my notes say, man, encourage your team members to pay attention to nonverbal cues, body language, facial expressions, because those cues convey the unspoken kind of thoughts and direction and buy-in and, you know, attitude and, and, and winning and their competitiveness. It all is. You're either down, you know, and not bought in, not wanting to compete, pessimistic, cynical whatever it might be the one thing i i like that i don't know where i pick this up at and i'm not suggesting that i'm great at it but i do know i do this a fair amount when people i'd like to do a good job of listening being an active listener understanding people's point of view and their opinions and what they want to say in order for us to put together a good game plan or to acknowledge people but what i like the thing I do a good job of is when they're done is I say, hey, this is what I heard you say. And I get goofed on that. It's important that people understand, hey, you got all this. And this is what I heard you say. I want to make sure that what I heard you say is exactly what you said. Because I'm listening. And I want to make sure because it was really good or I want to make sure that I heard you correctly, so I don't say something wrong and make assumptions, but this is what I heard you say. So it's the, it's the nonverbal cue talked about. It is paraphrasing and clarifying what people are saying. Be empathetic to people's point of views, their opinions, their feelings, their emotions, their needs. You've got to be aware of that. You've got to listen We've got to clarify and, and what and paraphrase what they're saying. The the practice of paraphrasing what others have said to ensure understanding and alignment of where we're going and what we're doing and why it's important. And hey, listen, this is the one thing I've said where I work, but it's not just where I work, it's everywhere. The a large portion of our failure as an organization is going to come from no communication or miscommunication. I didn't know. They never told me. I thought they said this. They didn't say that. we got to get our wins. We've got to get alignment of direction and vision and goals and progress. And the only thing that will really trouble us and knock us down is if, we're not talking or we're not hearing what is actually being said, a misunderstanding. Now, you could sit there and say that some of this has to do with, oh, we're just not very good. Okay. But if you're good, if you're skilled and if you're talented and you have elite, you know, operators on your team, whatever, whatever it is, whatever industry. Don't lose because you're not talking or miscommunicating and not hearing, not talking, not hearing. The other one is just, you have to understand the diversity of your organization. You got to embrace the diversity of your organization. You've got to see like, Hey, all these different people with all these different views and backgrounds and experiences and viewpoints and education and the wisdom of years. They're all different. Understand that if you are empathetic, that you're gonna bring all these people together. You're gonna bridge that gap and create a very inclusive team environment that people wanna be a part of. Man, we're all different. We all have different perspectives. Some have been here four months, six months, eight months. Some have been here 22, 25 years. Some went to MIT and, and some went to the community college, right? Some are from this background, some are from this background, some are management, cool, let's bring it all together. I'm gonna be very empathetic and understanding to the needs, the experiences, the feelings, the perspectives and the opinions of everybody on the team. Because at the end of the day, I'm here to get you better. I'm here to be better. I'm here to build the best team in the company. I'm here to release the best software, the best sales, sell the most cars. And listen, if I'm around you 10 hours a day, We're going to enjoy this and we're going to enjoy one another and we're going to be a team. And so we are going to embrace all the diversity that we have within our organization. The big one that we talked about to get through these last couple. And we've talked a little bit about this is just the conflict resolution. You need to have, and I'm I'm really studying this more outside of the series of empathy, and it might be, I'm sorry, not the series of empathy, but the series of empowerment, empowered teams, is this idea of healthy conflict resolution and how you can develop that, how you can have that, and why it's important. It's important to go... And have healthy conflict and have healthy conversation to get us better, to get you better, to get me better, to get the product better, to give something to a customer with what they want and how they need it. It's not about being right. It's about getting it right. So if we have the mindset of, I care about you, your feelings, your needs, your experiences, your perspectives, your point of view, and I care about all that, and right now we're going to disagree about this and we're going to have some conflict. Mike Krzyzewski, the head basketball coach, Former, now, former head basketball coach at Duke talks about conflict is meeting the truth head on. We gotta have this, guy. like, now, it is so much easier to have conflict. And we've said this already today. So much easier to have that conflict when we trust each other. I know you care about me. I know what you're talking about. I know you'd rather get it right than be right. All of that, like all of that matters in building an empowered team and having healthy conflict. If I don't trust you, if you're not good at what you do, if you don't care about me, if you want to be right. If you want the acknowledgement. If you have to have the recognition over the team, if that's you. Then I think the conflict is going to be very difficult. And it's going to be very in your face. And, and if I'm the leader and if I'm the boss or I'm the CEO, or if I'm the president of the company and it's my company, like it's not going to happen too much longer. Then I, I would sit back and say, man, we've got to be better at this. We've got to be better at building trust amongst our team members. How, how do we do that? That's another series. We've got to be better when more skilled. We've got to be more knowledgeable. We've got to grow and develop and all that. We've got to make sure that we're, you know, uh, that we have the trust, that we have uh, the the skill, that we have to understand that we would rather just get it right. It's a mindset. We'd rather get it right than we get the acknowledgement, recognition, and celebration. We, if it's going to be you, we're in trouble. But we've got to be elite at resolving the conflicts between any colleagues, any team members, and all that. We've got to say what's us and what's not us. That's not us. Like, we're not going to sit here and hold grudges. We're not going to sit here and sabotage people, sabotage process, sabotage a release, sabotage a sale, so I shine and you don't. We are in this together. We've got to be better equipped to resolve conflicts and to maintain that positive relationship. The, the pulse, the heartbeat, the positivity of our organization and the culture of that, of everything we've talked about is the most important thing we do. Team members have got to be able to manage emotions and they've got to be able to help others do the same thing. When disagreements happen. you're going to have disagreements. It's a safe environment. It's a trusting environment. It's an environment built on standards and, and we are going to have disagreements and healthy conflict. And we are going to get over it. And we're not going to sit there and say, I was right and you weren't. We're not going to sabotage or hold grudges. And then the the one after that is just, we got to have an environment and an atmosphere and a culture that is supportive. And we've talked about this a lot. About commitment and dedication and celebration and acknowledgement and encouragement, like all those things that are the heartbeat of an organization. And that's why we started with encouragement. I could have started with another E. There's, I think, three E's in empowered. We could have started, but I started with encouragement for a reason because there's nothing greater than having people work their tails off and have them be encouraged that they're doing great things and a part of a great things and contributing to great things and valued for the the contributions they bring. Right, So that supportive environment, we've got to have an atmosphere of support and care and empathy builds that trust. If I understand and I'm empathetic and I have an understanding of your feelings and if I have it, an understanding of your emotions, your feelings, your perspectives and your opinions, if I understand that and I listen and I hear and I acknowledge that and I listen actively and I under uh, and i and 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 if I am actively listening, and I'm paraphrasing and clarifying everything you're saying, the trust that you and I have for one another will then grow off the chart. Then all of a sudden we have that trust. And it's not a trust of, hey, he's gonna or she's going to deliver X when she said because I trust her. She always delivers what she says. or is it also the trust of? I can come up with really bad ideas and nobody's going to laugh at me. I really messed this up and didn't deliver and didn't get a sale. Didn't get a client deleted a database of, of data. And I know I'm not in trouble. I know I'm not getting fired. I know that people aren't going to get after me that. I know that I trust them to care for me. Right. Right. I know I trust them to support me. So that supportive atmosphere is built on trust and empathy is going to build that trust. And it's going to make all your team members feel comfortable in seeking help and being able to collaborate openly, being able to seek help and collaborate openly. I don't want to talk. I don't want other people laughing at me. I don't want other people knowing I don't know X, Y, and Z. I don't, because this guy got laughed at that lady got laughed at that person was made feel not like that was a bad idea. Never bring it up again. Like I'm not putting myself out there. I'm not going to take the risks for me to develop and our team to get better. And for me to have maybe a more significant contribution and to feel more valuable and valued in the organization. So I'll just keep quiet as opposed to, man, let's make sure every, that we feel comfortable. Hey, I need help. Or let's collaborate openly the one thing that to circle back to encouragement is also the acknowledgement man we need to really have a supportive atmosphere supportive culture a culture of support care and uh and and kind of an understanding of one another and we have to understand and you have to on your team Build an environment that has a lot of peer recognition. Hey, you're working your tail off. You're so valuable. You got to figure out how to make everybody feel recognized, valued, and they're contributing, man. This is, you do this, you're building like, everything we've talked about. Go through all these lessons again. I know there's nine hours of work here. But every single one of these is you want to build an empowered team. You want to have an environment that doesn't lose people that everybody wants to be a part of. And you've got 50 resumes stacked up that when there's an opening, it's easy to fill. And everybody wants to be a part of you and your team and have empathy for everybody. Have an understanding of their needs and their feelings, their perspectives, their experiences. Make sure you build it on trust. Make sure you have a supportive environment. Make sure that you are maintaining positive relations, like all this sort of stuff. And the last one we'll get into and we'll wrap it up is just we have to have environments and you want to build and have empathy on your team. Care for your people and understand their individual growth and care about their growth. What is empathy? Man, it's an understanding of their feelings, their experiences. Um, You know, it's their emotions, their perspectives, their opinions. That's what empathy might be, right? That it is what it is. It's not Webster Dictionary, but that is it. But we've got to show a genuine care and interest for the personal and professional growth of every team member. When I first went to a company and I was working there and we pulled out our personal growth and we filled all this out and all, the, all this sort of stuff and I asked somebody that had been there a long time, like, how often is this reviewed? How often with your manager, do you talk about your goals, your dreams, your ambitions, and the growth that you would like to have at this place? Never. We discuss it here once a year when it ends up being this month and the year is ending and we've got to roll through objectives and my person, that's it. And I'm like, man, that's a rough gig, man. I hope that we have a culture of empathy of understanding. I hope we have a culture of support and care. And I hope that we as leaders show genuine interest in the personal and professional growth of each team member. And an empathetic approach to that acknowledges everybody's aspirations, everybody's dreams, everybody's goals, what everybody would like to do, and they help them to develop the strategy so they can reach and align with those goals. Do you do that as a leader? Do you do that if you are building an empowered team? Do you really think, this is a great story. The gentleman that I mentioned earlier that was getting after the one guy in my training story about, hey, I'm not uncomfortable with this conversation. That guy, he's a good friend of mine. He was down in Houston doing some basketball stuff and he was in a car with John Lucas who was working for the Houston Rockets in the NBA. John Lucas does a lot of, player development work with the youth, with high school and middle school age kids, as well as working with the Houston Rockets and the NBA. And my friend was riding around in a car with John Lucas and John Lucas asked him, what are your goals, dreams, aspirations? What do you want to do with the gifts that you've been given? What is the next step? What do you want? And my friend looked at him and said, I want your job. I want to be doing what you're doing. I want your job. And his take was very simple. Come and get it. And what can I do to help you get it? Fully invested. Like, yeah, because his comment was, if you level up, I level up. Like, let's go. How can I help you get this job? How much time do you spend thinking about your people, your team, where you're just building trust, You're empathetic to where they are, what they want to do, their their experiences, their goals, their objectives, their uh, feelings. How empathetic are you to that so you can have them grow? Show genuine interest in their personal and professional growth for every team member. That empathetic approach acknowledges their goals, their dreams, their aspirations, and it helps and help them develop. Strategies that will align with those goals. Why not? You're building an empowered team. And the foundation of that is trust. And I know if I go in every day where I've got somebody telling me I'm great and acknowledging and recognizing what I've done and my value, my contribution, and on top of it, they are also pushing me outside of my comfort zone to become greater. And they're actually coming up with development plans to help me achieve those aspirations that I have, I'm all in. I'm all in. And your, your people will as well. But we'll, we'll wrap it up. We've gone a little bit longer on this one because instead of two parts, I wanted to do it in one. And we've gone through encouragement and mindset and purpose and ownership and winning and execution and results. And now we have gone through empathy. Be an empathetic leader, build an empathetic team, build empathetic language, have empathetic habits, have an empathetic mindset, build trust amongst your team. And I, and I believe that you will just build the best team in your organization, I believe that. Cultivating empathy within your team will foster a sense of belonging, mutual respect, and effective communication, 100%. And all of those are essential in building an elite, empowered team, 100%. I appreciate it if you've made it this far. We've got one more lesson to go on how to build an empowered team, and it is the D, it is decision-making. Empowered teams make decisions. Get all the facts, get all the information, get all the knowledge, get all the skill get all of the good, you know, things that can go well, things that won't go well, and they make decisions and they move forward quickly. And they they don't need a whole bunch of outside influences. They, we're going to make these decisions because we're empowered, because we're great, because we're knowledgeable, because people trust us, and we're going to go crush it. We're on to the last lesson. I appreciate everybody that has made it this far. And please go to our website, go to the show notes, and let's let's get connected. And let's get better together. Thank you.